I'm Michael Malley, and this is The Mindful Storyteller, where the subject always is stories. Storytelling, story reading, story listening, mindfulness, and the creation of the story space. Welcome to another episode of The Mindful Storyteller. And I'm Michael R. Malley. And I'm Ollie Ren Erickson Malley. And today we'll be talking about listening, imagination, and we begin with a John O'Donohue quote. Uh, John O'Donohue, um, he, uh, um, an Irishman, uh, he was most famous, I think, probably for his book Anamkara, but uh, We'll be, getting with, we'll be uh, sharing a quote from his book, Eternal Echoes, today. And as always, we have the mindfulness bell. So when you hear the bell, it's just an invitation to enjoy the sound of the bell. It's an invitation to presence. It's an invitation to mindfulness. So we'll use the bell to, uh, as we break into the different sections of our program today, and We'll have the bell and the quote and then another bell and I'll read the blog entry for today. Another bell and we'll have a short discussion and then finally one more bell before Ollie shares the uh, closing suggestions. Here's the bell. Imagination is the priestess who, against the wishes of all systems and structures, insists on celebrating the liturgy of presence. John O'Donohue, Eternal Echoes, page 217. We may think of the dreamy storyteller as anything but present, but are they? As a teller of tales, I spend much more time listening for story than I do in the telling of story. Listening takes place in boundless spheres. Of course, we hear story in the books and articles we choose to read, and in the films and shows we choose to watch. We also hear story in the conversations that we are privy to whether it's a two-minute exchange with an acquaintance in line at the coffee shop, or intentionally sitting down with a beloved aunt for two hours on a Saturday morning. Where else does story touch us? In one seminary class, our professor sent us outside with notepads and with open ears, eyes, and hearts. The instruction was to go outside, listen, and come back with an original poem. It need not be good, but it must be written. Did God speak to us? Did the campus pond, the sycamore, the passing squirrel whisper poetry in our ears? 
I can only say that in listening, we heard and recorded. Of course, rather than some external source, it may be argued that we listened for our own imaginative musings. Debate about the source of the poem or story may interest your intellect, but of relevance to the storyteller is this. In listening, we hear. And listening requires presence. Every storyteller I have met is a mammal, and mammals tend to enjoy being outdoors. There's lots going on outdoors. Temperatures vary. Winds pick up or slow down. Birds are singing or silent or absent. The variety of species of insect within a mile radius of you right now is mind-blowing. Storytellers, like most mammals, are very curious creatures. They listen for story. So, when I was in this class, it was really cool because we didn't know what was going to happen ahead of time. Um, and the professor, Dr. Tim Van Meter, um, he basically told us to just go out somewhere. I, I, there might have been instructions to write haiku, I, I, I don't recall. But what was neat was I went and I found a place to sit and beautiful campus, Methodist Theological School in Ohio, MTSO, in Delaware, Ohio, and I saw other students, we all just kind of spread out in silence and found a place to sit, whether somebody sat by a tree or just sat on a park bench or um, sat near the pond on campus, and everybody just sort of opened up to listen and to hear. And we've done similar stuff um, we homeschool our kiddos and, and we've done, uh, for years we've done writing uh, program with, with children where we've had other, other students come in and, and we've done that here too where we'll have, uh, we'll have uh, children go around and kind of spread out and write. Right, we, we've done that um, many times. Sometimes we ask them to write a poem, sometimes a story, some just, sometimes just see what comes to you. Mm -hmm. We've also done it, we've done mindfulness camps with kids here, and we've done it not with writing, but we've had them go and sit in a place separate from other people, maybe someplace we have a pretty big yard. So they were, I think the instructions was go and sit someplace where you can't see anybody else, you can't hear anybody else, and, um, and then just to sit for 10 minutes and just to see what you notice. Right. And then we've come back in and shared that. And I've done that with, uh, I've done spiritual education with kids in uh, Sunday school before mm -hmm. and done that with kids in Sunday school too, where you're just going out and just hear, just, you know, what you see and what you hear and what you feel. Oh, just that, being nice. out yeah, there. Nice. Yeah. What, what, are, yeah, what are you experiencing with your feelings as well in that space? Right. Right. And I mean, and I think that that's, it's kind of the other side of storytelling. It's the listening side. Right. And, and, you know, we'll talk in other episodes that, you know, and we've mentioned this even in some of the some of the episodes that have already aired about opportunities we've created in our lives for deep listening. And there's just 
you know, the more and more you listen, the more and more you hear. And, 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 and I think the more and more you listen, the deeper the stories, the deeper the storytelling can become. Um, and, and there is something, too, about just being outdoors in that. When, when, we, when we spend significant amounts of time outdoors, the stories change. Right, I was thinking, you know, we, we go camping quite frequently, and how my whole body just changes from the moment we drive into the campground, and I know we're going to be able to spend a day, three days, five days without driving, just right there in the campground, and surrounded by trees, and the only sounds we hear, we see other, hear other campers, but mostly we're hearing birds, and the wind through the trees, and how that just does something to me, um and something to our kids. I've gone camping a number of times when I was a school teacher and taking kids out, you know, having kids do a three-day camp. And those were some of the most powerful times I had as a teacher. Mm -hmm. um, just being outside for that many days and kids that had a hard time in the classroom um, really did not have a hard time at the campground. It was, right. it was completely amazing. Uh, and I think that we just spend so much time inside these days. Uh, you can see it driving through any neighborhood, um, that there's not that many people outside, that just being outside uh, and being able to hear the sounds of nature, and even if you're in a city, being able to hear the sounds of the city, but feeling the wind on your face, um, feeling the coolness or the hotness, um, not feeling completely comfortable, right, that that... Right. that I don't know, that brings, um, yeah, a different kind of uh, power to you, to your listening and other parts of your life. I well, think it, it just... Yeah, it, it, it brings a power and it brings presence, right? Mm -hmm. and, and there's something, too, that, that with that, it allows the imagination. You know, we all know, well, imagination, my gosh, if, that's, if, if there's something that's important for storytelling and story listening, it's imagination. And... <clears throat> So often the imagining is done for us, mm -hmm. right? Whether it's a film we see or even a book we read, and certainly with all the devices and smartphones and all the rest, where we're just sort of bombarded. And, and here there's something internal. There's something that's allowed to um, um, unfold or even outfold. You know, like in, in this seminary class, everyone went and sat in these different places, and then they come back. And we shared, and it was just a small seminar class, a few, five, six, seven people in the class, but it was so beautiful. The, the poems, the words that just emerged out of each person, um, and somehow the space, the outdoors, um, the silence, the open ears, the open eyes, the open hearts, it created the space for, in that case, poem, but another time might be story to manifest. Yeah. I will invite the bell to sound, and Ollie will share some um, closing suggestions. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Mindful Storyteller, and we hope you enjoy the sound of the bell.
borrowing from Michael's professor's playbook. Grab a notebook and a pen or pencil. Put on your coat and warm hat if it's chilly outside. Bring an umbrella if you wish, but get out there. Speak no words. Listen. Find a spot you're drawn, drawn towards and, in silence, pay attention with your eyes. Listen with your eyes. Listen for at least seven minutes. Then write, record for at least eight minutes. A poem, thoughts, observations may be the beginning of a story. It need not be good. Just listen, hear, and record. I'm Michael Malley, and you've been listening to the Mindful Storyteller.